Dibela tse Chriselda. Dumela ntate. Utsugile. Kitsugile ntate, but it's extremely difficult. We are working 15 hour shifts. Yo, kaitsediaka ke sodo mara, ne? But it's exactly what we need to do to bring you all that is unfolding at this university. Thank you so much for having me. No, you know, it comes with the territory. If you look at, uh, you know, the nature of journalism, we're really reporting from the front line. And uh, we are basically like police officers. Every time there is trouble, we move forward with police officers in order to bring you, uh, you know, uh, the captivating visuals and basically to be able to tell the story. You know what, television is pictures. So Mm. everything that uh, you basically report on, the viewer has to see. So it's extremely dangerous. And I think in particular because uh, we've seen the escalation of uh, such violence in uh, this uh, second round of the Fees Must Fall uh, protests. And it's been incredibly difficult because also journalists have also been caught in the line of fire. There were several journalists two yesterday mm. uh, that were, uh, were arrested and uh, quickly released after police had realized they were just journalists doing their jobs. Others were injured. So you're really caught between a rock and a hard place, uh, if I may say so. And uh, ducking bullets and uh, uh, tear gas and people just really trying to uh, get the job done uh, under very, very difficult circumstances. You always have to report from the front line, but sometimes you have to report from the back line and you don't know what's happening in front, where you have to run and, and pass the line and uh, actually give us the pictures in front. Absolutely, Putuam. You know, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's incredibly difficult. And I think in particular in a situation like this, where you don't know where the, ro- the next rock will be coming from, you know, police are unable to identify at this stage who are protesters, who are um, uh, some of uh, the bystanders, especially when we saw uh, yesterday towards the afternoon when you had, uh, you know, the service delivery protests, I beg your pardon, the fees must fall uh, protests spilling onto the streets of Bramfontein. So with thousands of people who are uh, now joining the protest uh, and the police unsure of who exactly is involved in the violence, we're really coming uh, under, you know, serious fire. And um, it comes with the territory again, uh, when you have to, you know, tell the story as it is, as it's unfolding. Because, you know, there are millions of people who are unable to be at the location where you are. So you have a responsibility to take those millions of people with you and show them exactly uh, what is going on. You know, we are both public broadcasters, you and I. So it's within our sole mandate to ensure that the public knows exactly what is happening. So we have to give them a first-hand account of uh, what exactly is taking place if they are unable to be where we are. There is one of the journalists that uh, you were trying to talk to yesterday who was injured in the leg. How close were you uh, to the situation and other situations where you were maybe missed by the rubber bullets and the rocks? You know, some of the things that happened behind the scenes, uh, KB, you'd, you, you, you'd be shocked because at some point you had journalists who were just throwing themselves on the floor. And, uh, you know, I, if you'd listen to one of the clips uh, during the live broadcast as uh, the bus was being set alight, in Bramfontein, you really have to just take uh, the camera and put it up in the air 
and just shout media because you are being confronted with a hail of rubber bullets. Mm. You don't want to be caught in the crossfire, uh, but police uh, themselves are unsure uh, where the protesters are. You've got some protesters who are also trying to hide behind the cameras under the guise that perhaps if they come and hide behind us, then the police will not shoot. So it's a very difficult uh, situation. You know, the journalist who was injured uh, just before us, he was also shot uh, with uh, a, a rubber bullet. So a clear indication that anyone who is amongst those protesters is at risk. So, you know, um, the, 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 the many situations where we've been, the bus, uh, for example, that was, uh, that was uh, set, set alight, you know, we're unsure whether the bus was going to explode. You, there are so many things that you have to calculate. Mm. As you're trying to do your job, you are live on air, but you've got so many things that are running through your mind, uh, uh, trying to ensure that the entire crew is safe. And I must say, you know, the SABC crew who has been working with Buti, you, you, you may see just my face, mm. but the, the phenomenal work that has been done by camera people, by producers, uh, by a number of people who managed to put these productions together, they are also caught in the line of fire. So you are caught in between trying to do the job and also trying to be safe and making sure that, uh, you know, the public has uh, confidence uh, in the SAPC and what it's trying to portray, uh, the facts of what's taking place uh, in these Christmas for protests. So many instances where police, uh, you know, literally you are staring down the barrel of a gun mm. and you are telling police, we are journalists, don't shoot. And in just a few seconds, you've got police just shooting all over the place. So, you know, it's, it's very difficult uh, to, to tell the side of the story of uh, these protesting students and their legitimate cause, and also uh, tell the story of police who are also given a mandate to do their job if, uh, you know, the violence escalates. Our producer tells us that you woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Where exactly are you now and how is the situation right now? Oh, I woke up actually at 4 o'clock this morning. Uh, yes. I think if I woke up at 4, at least it would give me enough time to pass and be at Vets <laughs> University. I am at Vets University this morning on a more serious note. You know, mm. uh, the situation is extremely calm uh, this morning. Uh, when we arrived, uh, we had already had uh, some of the cleaners who were busy with the cleanup operation. You could see the stones and the, the, the remnants of rubber bullets uh, that were strewn all over the stairs uh, leading to the Great Hall, that's where the violence, the clashes took place between the uh, protesters and the police. So uh, a massive cleanup operation this morning. The first lectures get underway at uh, past eight. Mm. So that's when you really get to see what students' responses to that will be. These students are resolute. They are saying they're going to continue with this action. You'd know that Vets University uh, late last night had indicated that it's going to continue with lectures this morning. They're urging all staff to come to the campus. They're urging all students to come to the campus as well. But the group of protesting students said they're not going to allow it. Mm. We're going to see scenes that we saw yesterday where they went from lecture hall to lecture hall and basically forcefully removed the lecturers and the students as well. So uh, these students are saying those scenes are going to continue. But what could also be extremely dangerous about KB this morning is that uh, one of uh, 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 the groups calling themselves Take Back Vets. You'd recall there were clashes last time between the FISMAS Hall and Take Back Vets students. Take Back uh, Vets students are those who are saying that the institution should open. They want to finish the 2016 academic year. They're concerned about graduations, about uh, job opportunities, which they're applied for in the coming year. 
So we might see clashes between those two groups again when the fees must fall students saying they feel undermined by the group who are saying that uh, the university should reopen because, according to them, tertiary education in South Africa is just way too expensive. So they're saying that basic, this group is basically undermining them and they're saying they're going to take them to task over that. So that's certainly something we'll be watching uh, uh, for you as well on the ground. Mm. Krishalda Kaitsariaga, we overall we actually called you to say uh, congratulations, job well done yesterday. You actually gave us exactly what was happening in Brownfontein. You were our eye and ear. You actually beat some of our rival channels yesterday. And uh, thank you very much for doing that. <laughs> Abudi, thank you, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Please. You better, you better have the right gear today for the tear gas. Yesterday it was I felt for you, the coughing yeah, and the yeah, puffing. Yeah. Um, just, just, just get ready for you know. Uh, be be ready with the right gear so you can give us those beautiful uh, South African stories. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Putin.